shooter. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And yeah, we go mace, there go your cutie. Start out by talking about the Don Cherry stuff at all, or you know oh, what? Yeah, let's, do it. let's not talk about Don. It's controversial. Shout out to Don, but I, I don't know that we're gonna do much justice in making arguments. I think you and I both had a similar opinion that, or maybe it was me and James that had this opinion. I can't remember now. I'd have to look at the message. All I know is he's an old man using old man lingo. That just doesn't fly in 2019. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is what happens when you have 85-year-olds on on TV. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't trust my grandma on TV because some oh, of the stuff I've heard get kicked off so much. Well, that's, oh. I mean, that's just it, though. And that's why it's weird that it's so controversial to me. Because it's like, you're saying that from a place of, well, yeah, what he said was wrong. And he should have been on TV in the first place. Which is not where people are at. People are saying we should have never kicked him off. Um, I agree with what he said, and the world is uh, Marxist, shutting down free speech, fascist well, nonsense. I don't know. See, and I think a huge part of it is if he didn't say the words "you people," yeah, it's not an unreasonable thing fine. to say. Yeah, it, the whole the whole premise of what it's he said that's derogatory. Actually, yeah. it's not that un, it's not that crazy what he said. It's no, just that he you used cut the out word those term, you two people. words, and yeah. and his argument stands. Yeah, I I think he's probably still wrong but regardless yes. that's a discussion we can have 100 without him being derogatory right 100 percent. i do agree but i think that's kind of always been the charm about don is he's always been willing to like kind of push the boundaries and and people are always waiting for those like kind of like gasping moments where you go, they go whoa what did he just say yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he catches ron mclean off guard and he's like whoa don like and, Easy, you know, a lot of the time it's like he's an old man and you kind of laugh at it a little bit because there's some humor to it. But yeah. this one, you know, Don Terry ain't woke. Like, that's just I <laughs> guess. all I what mean, it is, folks. And that's just it. That's one of those things that kind of bothers me, too, because people are putting this. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Are you, do you people want are, me to not record this? No, no, no. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with it. People are putting this in the category of woke, social justice warrior, blah, 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 blah. And maybe some of that cancel culture right, is right. part of it. I mean, I'm joking but when it's, I said woke, but... No, 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 I'm with you. But in my head, I'm like, yo, let's be real, people. If Don Cherry, there's a line that you and I as Canadians and all Canadians would agree that's there, right? So if Don people said, hey, you N-words need to go get your poppies, obviously everyone would be like, okay, Don, <laughs> that's bad. We would all agree on that. And, and I'm saying you people became off limits a long time ago. Like, people should not... Ref yeah, that's right. Like, like you know... Is an individual, he should not refer to immigrants as you people. That's a good point. And that's hey, not yeah. new. That's not part of social justice warrior culture. That's not woke culture. That's been a while. He's late to the party. Yeah. I feel like, you know, and it's like, I don't know. And and that's and that's the thing. It's one of those things that, you know, a friend of ours in the group chat described it well when he said people are really just conflating the two issues. They're saying, wow, I support our troops. And it's like, well, yeah, that's really not what we're arguing against. We're saying you can't refer to immigrants as you people that's really the issue with what he said 100 percent. it's it's not that if you disagree with don that you dis like you hate the military or you disagree with wearing poppies or anything like that that you're yeah. missing the issue you're you're trying to make that the issue because then that allows it to be exactly more divisive that's, that's frustrating and for me you're yeah i 100 percent agree I, with that 
and that's the thing. I'm shocked that this is as big an issue. Like, I mean, I thought, ooh, he said you people. I thought he would have apologized and it would have been no big deal. Because that's all it is. Like, he's just an old guy saying stuff. And he should be like, yo, I didn't mean to say that. I should have just said immigrants. Yeah. But I stand by what I said. And I would have been like, yeah, I think he's probably wrong. But, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It's no it, big deal. 100%. Also, yeah. if you crinkle anymore, I'm going to lose my mind. Sorry, listeners. I just needed a snack. What do you mean? <laughs> Just, just some trail mix. Just some trail mix. Oh, man. And I don't have time to make crunch? dinner while before we record, so what can I say? Yeah, it is always nice to have a little snack or something, right? Yeah. I always forget. You work like real human hours. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, until five banker's hours, like a chump. Yeah. You know what? Here's the other part, though. Bankers, I feel like you don't open till like 9.30, though. Well, I'm there at 8.30. It's not, it's not a hard life. No, for sure, but I'm, I'm more mean the it. fact that, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not there that early. I know, we're trying to make it yeah, sound like you have not, an actual tough yeah. gig. No, no, no. No, 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 it's not. It's not hard. <laughs> Don't yeah. show everyone start being like, yo, I work 12 hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know right? Okay. That's exactly what you get. You never get the person who, like, sympathizes with you and goes, man, that is a tough life. No, you always yeah. get the guy who's like, dude, I work 12 hours for 40 days straight. I take yeah, three yeah. days off, and then I'm right back at it. And you're like, hey, man, like, we're not... We're not having a pissing contest as to who works more hours. We're just not with you. We're just yeah. you know, racehorse over there. So <laughs> Yeah. Those. Um no, uh, I just am not done till five. Yo, here's a question for you, Maddie. Oh, okay. Lay it on me. Uh so after work today. I think maybe we talked about this this weekend. Uh, just for listeners know. The Talk to Me podcast had a company retreat. If you were following the the YouTube or sorry the uh, Instagram page, you saw it for yourselves. Special moment um, happened. I might add. Pardon me. I said a special moment happened. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what moment you're talking about, but either right. way. Oh, okay. I'll tell it afterwards. Sure. It's not that interesting. I am How going to. And I'm interested to listen to this. I'm going to a tailor or seamstress, whatever you want to call it. I really like her. Um. And I am saying to this seamstress, hey, take my $40 shirt, $50 shirt, whatever. I maybe got it from Costco, one of the shirts I took in today. And, you know, nowadays, guys, and I'm one of them, we want to get a nice fitted shirt, maybe where it's taken in on the sides a little bit, and it, it sort of fits you real, a little bit closer than maybe it has historically. Um, and normally, you got to pay for that, to have it fit to your body real nice. Um but I'm taking my $40 shirt to the seamstress, and I'm hoping to come out of there with a $100 to $130 shirt that is nicely form-fitted. She'll take in the sides. She only charges, I think, 10 bucks to do it. Um, so this is the first time I'm doing it. And she said she's done it before, and I'm real hopeful that I can <laughs> somehow circumvent this fashion system here right now, <laughs> see if I've stumbled onto something great. So what's your question? You said you had a question oh, yeah. for me. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think this is possible? One, I think if it does work, you know how people go like life hack and then they do some ridiculous thing where it's just like their life is just I'm made easier in some little way? Yeah. yeah. This is a life hack. Yeah, this it could be. Bonafide life hack. Although like you only get credit for really just like bringing – you're not actually doing any of the work. It's true. But but you did kind of hack something at least in the, you know, the greater medicine hat area if – this becomes a thing, but at the same time, you almost want to keep it under wraps, at least who your seamstress is, because you wouldn't want too much business there. Well, I mean, you I'm know? not taking shirts all the time, so I'd be happy right. for it to do but better. But imagine if there's every banker in town who all of a sudden hears this because ah. it's such a big deal, and they go, 
hey man, if Tarek's taking, say, four shirts in, why don't I take four shirts in? And then every accountant hears it, every lawyer hears it, you know what I mean? Then all of, this lady, all of a sudden this lady who, say you decide you're bringing in two more shirts, she goes, listen, I ain't got time till Christmas because <laughs> she's just so backed up with people trying no, to get their true. shirts fitted. That's true. You know what? I'm not dropping her name. I'm yeah, not, I uh, wouldn't I'm if I were to everybody know. You know, you know, and um, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I get my shirts back in about a week and a half. So she's booked out already, right? A week and a half. Ten days to get some shirts fitted, eh? Yeah, man. Wow. I'm telling you. But I was okay with it, and I wasn't in a rush. So I said, take as much time as you want. So to be fair, I think she could do it faster if I asked, but I don't need the shirts. Nah, that's the thing. What's the rush? And, yeah, exactly. Either way, young professionals out there, I know guys always say this, but it is important. Find a good seamstress or a good tailor. It works out really well. I really quite enjoy it. Um, and let's be real. I don't go to them very often. With this plan of mine, it might happen more. But, you know, I'm not buying suits like every three months or something like that. But it's still really great when when you can and you know it's someone you trust and you're not worried about it. You know, like they, they know what they're doing. They get it done. And you're going to look good. It's going to fit well. You know what? We actually have a, apparently from reputation, we have a great uh, like dry cleaner slash tailor here in town. Nice. See, that's what and, I'm talking about. Well, I want to go kind of chop it up with this guy a little bit and see if, you know, I can maybe get a deal on getting my shirts pressed or something every week. There you go. You know? Dude. And you I said mean, you were, weren't you, did you say you're treating yourself to a fancy suit this Christmas? No, not this Christmas. When I finish my CPA, ah, custom so like suit. Two Christmases from now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. It's gonna be like Gucci it. on my body, all right, <laughs> from head to toe. There you go. There you go. Yo, but yeah. Last thing I'll say about fashion. Also, I mean, this is part of it. It's it's just one of those things where I appreciate when you know someone. So the men's clothing store I go to in town, know those guys, really like those guys. I went in first. I went in, got a nice custom suit in the summer. It's great, fits great, looks great. Loved it. Went back for a couple shirts a couple weeks ago, and. Guys, I, I know these guys. They pull up what I ordered previously. They're like, oh, these sizes here work. Try these, try these, try these. Like, it's just when you know, when you go to the same place and they give you that level of service, that's worth it too. You know, 100%. I appreciate that the guys are like, yo, this is the shirt you ordered. Did you like how it fit? Because this is the exact size and this is how it's going to fit compared to this one. And they have that all on file, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. You know, I, I don't think it's a wrong thing for us to talk a little bit of fashion every once in a while. I think it's two professionals. You do have to look good. I hate a suit and tie or dress clothes altogether. But if I'm going to wear them, I want to look good in them, you know? Well, exactly, right? And I'm forced to wear them because, I mean, apparently there's this stupid stigma that if you're a professional, you have to dress well. Well, you could look, work on changing that. Become the boss and then say, yo, Dude, don't wear that, suits around here. That is number one priority if I'm ever there boss. There you go. Is, Come to boss. Say yeah. pajamas for everyone. Dude, if you dress up, you're fired. That's going to be the rule, okay? You can't Maybe. dress too well. I mean, don't come in as a slob, but... Maybe you should uh, pioneer a set of dress clothes made out of pajama material. Oh, that's like, man. That's like that be the... good? I actually have some, I have some dress pants that are kind of already like, like a really soft... I don't know what how to describe it it's not like regular dress pant material okay it was made for guys like you i i can see that though i could see like a segment of the market where they're building not building creating out you know pants shirts whatever that are made of a more comfortable breathable 
flexible material than what I they usually like. do. Could I go with some some you know Hugh Hefner type dress clothes? Yeah, yeah, I could. Like just silk pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> that guy made it look good every day. That smoking jacket. Oh, like who wouldn't? Oh man, that's a that's a good look. That's a good look. Okay. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Yo, next topic. Let's get this. I already, oh, folks. You're just this episode too fast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want to talk fashion some more? My bad. Dude, I just wanted to give a shout out to my guy Justin. Justin, who's J- Justin Trudeau? No, Justin, who plays volleyball. I don't want to put his last name on blast. <laughs> He came okay, up yeah. to me, Tarek. This is corporate retreat talk here for a second. I didn't folks. know. I didn't know. Tarek he, went a little okay, too fast. You tell me. You tell me. He came up to me, and he goes, "Oh, you're the podcaster. Oh, Not, oh, you're Tarek's friend. Oh, you're the guy from Drummel. None of it. You're the podcast guy." And I was like, "Beg your pardon. Do you just introduce yourself? <laughs> Do you just associate me with a podcast as if that is my profession? That is my identity?" Dude, that might have been the greatest moment of the entire weekend. For oh, me. man. Well, I mean, maybe that's the dream. Maybe in two years you get your CPA, but it's just letters behind your name that don't mean anything oh, because you're podcasting that. all the time. <laughs> Dude, being recognized as the podcast guy was – it was an achievement for me to you. I mean, we've been at this for three years. It was a special True. moment Justin's, to be recognized Justin's as the podcast been a listener guy. for a long time. He's, he's been oh, a big-time fan of the show. Man. Before. We won't drop his last name because we didn't get his permission, but... Here's the thing. Um, I hope that he hears this and he understands that that actually... It genuinely... I mean, we're joking about it right now. It meant a lot to me in the moment. That's too funny. Oh, he's a good dude. He's a real good dude. Dude, he's a solid dude. I'd love to hang out with that. He's a, He seems like a good hang. Yeah, he is. You know? Well, what time we'll go hang out with him when we have another uh, company retreat in Medicine Hat. Dude, you know, it seems right. like we probably have to have more company retreats in Drum. We've had two in Medicine Hat now. You know, it is true. We are hanging out back-to-back weekends. So maybe yep. we call this a company retreat as well. Who knows? You know, here was my thought, Tarek. And maybe this teases people for next week's episode. You know that three years ago, roughly three years ago, we tried to do a quad, I like to call it a quadcast, where it was me, you, James, and Mike. Yeah, for, for it did not work well. It did not, It worked terribly. But the four of us could be reunited this weekend in the same room to do the second ever quadcast if you were up to it. I'd be down. I mean, we got to come up with some good topics, but they're good. They're good dudes. Very knowledgeable what they're knowledgeable about. A hundred percent. Actually, yeah, they are. We'll talk about this after, but it was, it kind of got, you know, the wheels were turning while I was driving home on a few different ideas. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want you guys to know. I've got about like a good few ideas kind of cooking right now that I think is going to really get you guys as listeners excited for uh, what's coming in the next couple months. That's all I can say. But there you go. With that good said, teaser. Yeah, we we do need to have more of these kind. Of, oh, man, I love doing company retreats. <laughs> they are you good. Know? They are good. I mean, I almost just like our activity slate as is. Sit together, drink beer drink whiskey shoot the breeze but maybe we need to add more like team building activities <laughs> like a high ropes course or something Dude, trust falls oh you know? goodness wow just a real company retreat yeah <laughs> what i need though what we need to get to is get to the point where 
we actually have money so we can actually expense some of these <laughs> do we need income before we can expense what do you no, mean no, it doesn't make any sense i don't know maybe we just keep showing can i just keep showing losses can show, we just show, show losses, losses. <laughs> well we so can we show can losses we have to show at least a dollar of revenue though is that all we need oh, well man. i mean we probably need a little bit more but you know because then we can offset this you're the accountant then i can take the losses to my regular income no Dude, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you are have a small business that you need ad reads done, yo, we need. I'll make you this deal right then. now without the consent of Tarek. I will do the first one free. Okay. And after that, I'm gonna need some money. All right, and it's gotta be <laughs> upfront. It can't be after results take place. Oh man, I mean, hey, let's be real. If we got an accountant on the podcast, and we don't come out with some very creative way. To dodge some taxes what are we even doing what are we doing uh, tax gosh, that's a avoidance good not tax evasion <laughs> true true that's exactly what we need to be shooting for. that's that's the, that's that's the line we got to play with okay uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's shift back you were about to go right into your next topic what was it yo this it's november 12th as we were recording this disney plus just dropped and they got their newest member like two minutes before you called what <laughs> no i'm already on board oh no. i'm excited what are you watching tonight you have to tell me what you're gonna watch i don't watch know tonight. i don't know mighty i might ducks, watch a little bit of everything d2 mighty ducks is that on there stand it, by it's disney. apologize for it, the if, it, if mighty ducks is not on there disney will get oh they've got d2 Woo! d3 and the mighty ducks animated series the animated <laughs> The animated Dude, that series. Was a Sunday, Saturday morning staple in my household as a child. Oh ah, man, they used to wear you know what? the ducks. They had the actual masks. Yeah, absolutely. The, the absolutely. captain of the team was actually the goalie. Ah, oh, gosh. Man, that's good. Dude, D3 is D3, next good level. It, that was it's a, incredible that they're able to, to keep the third one to be as good as the first two. Here's the thing you think about it. Mighty Ducks is one of those movie series where they just ended it at the perfect note. Now, there is talk that they're going to reboot it, but let's not worry about that. The fact no. is, is that was a series that just ended nicely. It did. It did. You know? In terms Gosh. of what I'm going to watch, it's funny. I was talking to someone today. They are like, yo, I'm watching. I didn't even think about some of these old TV series. Like, I'm watching Wizards of Waverly Place start to finish, oh. <laughs> which Gross. is like a little kid's show. And I was like, well, why not? You can. Dude, do you guys it, watch right? that in college. I know, right? I have no <laughs> desire to see it. Um, not like, Let's be real. I definitely watched it in college. Be real but with I don't... me. Is the cartoon show Doug on there? Oh, I'm checking right now. Oh, um, That's not Disney, I don't think. It's probably Nickelodeon. Oh, Doug's first movie is, and it's definitely based on the TV show. Oh, but... snap. But the TV series isn't on there. No, the TV oh, series. Man. No. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like people aren't super thrilled about listening to us talk about this, but um, maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, I, have, you found, have you movies. found a movie that you're going to watch? Nothing yet. Here's what I just stumbled across. Also, did you sign the, up for the full year? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm thinking about just taking the plunge because it's really not that big of a... One no, it's ninety commitment. bucks for the year versus nine dollars a month. So it's, you know you save quite a bit of money. You get, and you I get gotta, two months free. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I could be wrong, but I really feel like if six months in, I go to Disney and say, "Yo, I don't want this anymore." They're gonna give me forty five bucks back because they don't Even care. If they don't, what's forty five? I mean, 
it's I'm true. Not such a bougie snob that what's forty five dollars, but at the end of the day, like forty five dollar loss ain't the end of the world. Exactly, exactly. Because I do think I'll commit to at least six months. Um, but so here's here's a movie that <laughs> I can't believe exists. It's called Disney's College Road Trip. It's oh yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, it stars Martin and Raven. Lawrence. Raven Simone, yeah. and this tiny is Brenda Song, the the Asian chick from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I Either do way. know Martin Lawrence was in that movie. He was the dad. That, I was a big Martin Lawrence fan. Literally, never heard of this movie because it was probably a straight to TV Disney movie that we, you know, I never, I never saw. Right, and so, I mean, we've got Aladdin, we've got The Lion King, we've got oh. Jungle Book. These are all in the vault. Remember the Titan. All those fire, dude. Those are the best cartoons ever made. Yeah, they're so good. Now, also low-key, really good Disney movie, folks. The real life Cinderella that they remade. Solid flick. I never saw that. Anyways, and Boy Meets World is on here. The whole series of Boy Meets World. Hold on, T. (laughs) Are you going to pull out your Boy Meets World DVD case? Wow. Oh, yeah, buddy. Listeners, he just had this at arm's length. All five seasons, I'm assuming, of Boy Meets World. (laughs) There's seven seasons, but I'm missing. I think season four had a broken disc. Anyways, dude, Boy Meets World, what a great flick. And, oh, they got Darkwing Duck, which is a favorite of mine from a kid. Um, And they've got all, like, I want to say 30 seasons or so of The Simpsons because of 2010. Here's the thing. Most people my age did not get to grow up watching The Simpsons from, like, the age of seven. No. But my parents weren't home, and my brother was taking care (laughs) of me after school. And guess what? He did not care because he was sitting beside me watching it. Yep. So every day at 3 p.m., We'd come home, turn on CBC, and it was old reruns of The Simpsons. And I would argue that I have seen the vast majority of all episodes ever made before The Simpsons movie came out. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... I love The Simpsons. And that's, I love it. It's good. I'm excited to watch some of those. Listen, you know, we can keep talking about Disney+, Plus, but all we've talked about is the nostalgia factor. Friend of the show, Caleb Moss and I were chatting today. He's a big Star Wars fan. Dude. Um, he's real excited for the some of the original I content they have in Star Wars. I this stuff coming out in our group chat today. The Mandalorian. Yes, The Mandalorian. And it's already out. Like, you could watch it right now. Yep. Caleb's excited. He's going to get the he's gonna get the um, Disney Plus subscription, uh, you know, for, for that. But, I mean, obviously, these are movies that we all watched as kids. And we'll appreciate, and our parents watched even probably as their kids, because they got movies going back to like the 1930s. Um, and so the nostalgic factor is there. It's just waiting to see if anything new on here is going to be interesting, right? right. And so they're, they're leaning heavily on their existing franchises, Star Wars and Marvel with the original content. But they've also got Jeff Goldblum's one with, Net, that's with Nat Geo, yeah. uh, National Geographic. And and um, some other stuff, some reality TV type stuff too. That looks interesting, but you know, for what is it, ninety bucks a year to have access to your childhood in that way, that doesn't seem like a lot. And maybe that's worth it just for the nostalgia. But maybe the original content will be there as well. And that's yeah. all. We'll, that's all I'm gonna say about that for now. I guess we'll see Gosh. if the original content is there. 
I won't lie. I might end up having to sign up right after we finish talking about this because oh, it's actually a, a reasonable price. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not outrageous. And for those who are concerned, like Netflix now, you know, I'll be honest, you got to pay premium if you have a 4K TV and you want that quality. Um, yep. Disney, they don't worry about that. It's all 4K no matter what. Everything is downloadable if you want to watch offline. And I think you get four, four uh, so if you want to share the password, but if you have the four people, it's no problem. For that same monthly or annual fee, 90 bucks a year, nine bucks a month. So it's it's the best value for sure in the streaming space. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, can we shift gears just slightly? Yeah, let's do it. It's still a Disney product, but did you happen to see the homie Alex Trebek choke up on Jeopardy last night? I did. Well, I did only because you showed me. Oh, right. But I, I did. did send that to yeah, you. You did show me, but that's, yeah. Dude, is there a more beloved person in television than Alex Trebek? I mean, and the guy is is just battling cancer with such class. And I, yeah. I appreciate how much he's like, you know what? Let's be real. Stage four, I think he had or has oh, pancreatic cancer. Is that is a death sentence. Door and that is not a death leaving sentence. Till he opens. And he is like, you know what? I don't care about the odds. I'm fighting this thing. And yeah. I'm going to, you know, and it's like, Alex, way to be, bud. And then for, for those who haven't watched, maybe Maddie, we can post it when this episode drops. Um, there was a a contestant who on double, or is it Final Jeopardy, Final Jeopardy, where you write out the answer. Instead yep. of writing out an answer, he said, we love you, Trebek. And he bet he wasn't going to win anyways. No, we love he you, Alex. Said, we love you, Alex. Sorry, I'm thinking of an SNL skin. <laughs> we love you, Alex. And um, he bet, you know, most of his money because he wasn't going to win anyways. And it was just a nice moment. And you could see Alex sort of tear he up, choked a up a little bit. He choked yeah, up. You could hear it in his voice. And it's like, it was a very nice moment. Yeah. He's, he's basically, I think he's going to end up just like one day... Alex Trebek's going to die, and they're just going to have to run, like, the final probably two or three weeks of episodes that he recorded before his death, because, I mean, they're, you know, recorded so far in, in advance. Yeah. And that's just, that's going to be that. It's going to be a sad moment. Sad moment, but. Absolutely. You know, shout be. out to Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to come on the podcast, Alex, we'd love to hear from you, bud. Yeah, I won't make any distasteful jokes right now, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, real quick, Maddie, we talked a little bit about um, Don Cherry's comments, and that's that's something that's very Canadian, so I apologize for any listeners outside of Canada who aren't familiar. But it was, a, it was um, Remembrance Day. Yeah. Uh, on the 11th, and... Um, Brittany and I were watching some World War II documentaries. There was a new one on Netflix that just dropped on the 10th, I believe, just just for the sake of Remembrance Day, obviously. Turns out, towards the end of the war, this was wild. Um, well, I should say first, respect to all the veterans, and thank you for every everybody in the service. But um, towards the end of World War II, Hitler's doctor every morning would give him his quote-unquote vitamins, and it was a cocktail, an injection that had cocaine and some sort of opioid that was pretty much, that was like an offshoot of heroin. Bro, Every what day. did I tell you? I don't know. We had this conversation at your house about how they were, all the Nazis were basically on meth. 
Yo, yo, yo. That is true because we, you know, it's funny that you told us that two days previous or the day previous. Because I mean, we were I get watching. that heroin and cocaine aren't meth, but come on. No, folks. not like, at all. What, cocaine what's your is life probably like on any it. of those three? I don't, I don't know. But either way, it was like he, was, he would always tell his doctor to, oh, I don't feel ready for the day to like, get my vitamins. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's your heroin and cocaine. Um, which obviously contributed to how delusional and crazy he was towards the end of the war. Um, but to your point, Maddie. This documentary explicitly, this is not a rumor, explicitly said um, in the first, when they took over France, part of the reason was they moved from a part in Germany across Belgium to a part in France in three days, um, and they expected them to take weeks, and they didn't sleep. The soldiers moved for three days straight. Not three days, days, three days and nights, no sleep. And they had this drug, they called it Pervitin, but it was just methamphetamines. And then the soldiers would take it, and they just three days straight, no sleep. And the French were like, who are these people? How did they get here so fast? And why are they so crazy? It was wild because they were saying, you know, a lot of the soldiers remembered World War One, and they weren't super stoked. But you take these these methamphetamines, and you're just like, no no empathy. It like creates like the super soldier in a way. No empathy, and they're just like jacked up. They don't think about what they're doing. They just get it done. <laughs> Dude. It was just yeah. normal. You're right. 100%. Yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes I do wonder this. I kind of want to know what the high and like the delusion and I shouldn't say delusion, but the hallucination of like the distortion of reality is like on these drugs without having to be like addicted or even taking them uh, in the way that they are, you know, taken. Yeah. Like to be able to like get that meth high without actually having to smoke meth. You know, wouldn't that be neat to just like try it at least? Like you oh, get that empathy of understanding what those guys go through. I mean, it would be crazy. Or same with cocaine or heroin. I would love to just like like try it out but not try it out, you know? Well, next company retreat, we can <laughs> Can we set up a budget for illegal drugs? <laughs> you have to expense that one. You know, let's start small, all right? I don't know that my body's just ready for cocaine, you know? Uh, I'm telling you. Yo, have you ever stumbled, not stumbled, or come across someone who's definitely high on something that's kind of scary? Like that look in their eyes, that vacant but terrifying, like unhumanly look in their eyes? You know what I'm talking about? Like, okay, Bro, this guy, you know what I'm I, talking about, right? I worked at a homeless shelter. Yeah. You know, and I'm it's not well like, aware not of like what you're the dulled, to. not the oh, dulled, like yeah, yeah, yeah. lazy heroin look, but like the crazy eye look. The cracked out look, like you don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah. You don't know like, if they're going to give you a hug or want to stab you. Yeah. And can you, exactly, exactly. Can you imagine an entire trained German army coming at you and everybody <laughs> is like that? That is terrifying. I mean, you know, as, as sick as it sounds, but I feel like that's probably part of the reason why they were so successful. Oh, absolutely. And you think about it, now flip this side. You mentioned this, that it dulls that ability to be empathetic. That's just now, it, so they're ruthless. here's the thing. Think of us as human beings. We would never, one, experiment medically on any human being for the sake of just, like, doing it. Like, you and I would never do that. And along right. with, like, I want to say 100% of society, but we just can't quite rule everyone out. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what these guys were doing. They were, you know, doing science experiments on human beings. They were, you know, uh, trying to like 
I was, I was, I'd heard something about them trying to crossbreed animals with humans to make oh like gosh. superhumans. Yeah, messed up, right? And then up. you know, there's stuff like, um, you know, obviously concentration camps and you know gas chambers and these ovens and um, you know burying just like hordes of people. Like it's it's so messed up, and it's like those people probably had to be on meth in order to just carry out their daily jobs uh, because that's what they were asked to do, you know, as Nazis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they'd just be taking that just so they could, like, kill off any sort of empathetic or sympathetic, like, note within their body. Not saying that what they did is, like, excusable or allowable. Don't get that twisted. But just more the fact that, like, you can begin to understand how maybe someone falls into that trap of being willing to do that kind of stuff then when they're they, when they're drugged out like that if they don't have any empathy or sympathy for other human beings you know like it, it's yeah. it's messed yeah. up but it's it's kind of the reality of of how those things in a sense happened right yeah but man it's yeah i'm telling you man that meth thing was for real they they yeah. did work and it was like and that's the thing that was wild. I mean, I could see like, okay, let's you know, try it out or something and let's do it a little. But no, this was like pervasive. It was just what you did. Like this Dude. is like, okay, the German army runs on meth and food, you know? And so it's you know just... what's even crazier? Think about those pilots. Yeah. Who are flying friggin' planes at high on speeds meth. and taking down other planes and dropping bombs and stuff like that. All cracked out on meth. That's crazy, man. Oh. War, war is hell. It's, Dude, it's just so incredible. Um, how awful it is um and it's it's incredible too like you look at even the technological advances it's one of those things where war is this double-edged sword where it's a great motivator for humanity to spend the money or spend the time or whatever it takes to push forward technologically right so you have the beginning of the second world war and there's armies you know, the Polish, I think, had some still cavalry divisions, right? So they're coming in on horse, right? And that's wild. You know, that's just something you wouldn't expect today, obviously. Well, you um, know, the Polish were a little broke at the time, you know? So oh, maybe, horses yeah. is probably what they could afford. Either way, you know, at the beginning of the war, that's where we're at. And then by the end of this war, we've got radar as we... You know, yep. proper radar was sort of in development before the war, but it definitely matured significantly. We've got what is argued to be the first computer from Alan Turing um, oh, yeah. in the British, right? We've got jets, fighter jets. We've got rockets, like straight up the V-2 rocket. The Saturn V that took the guys to the moon is basically just a V-2 rocket that the Germans made. 20 years, it's basically the same, you know what I mean? Like, those are the exact same sort of, Yep. that happened. Um, jet planes, like we went from prop planes to jet planes by the end of the war, and the atomic bomb. I was, in the span if you of weren't going to say the A-bomb, I was going to... Yeah, we unle- unleashed the power of the atom within, you know, it's just like, it's crazy how much progress happened when it, it, there was de- it was desperation, right? It was like, I have to do this, or... Everyone I know will, you know, it's, it's like a real consequence. Like, that's the, that's the stakes. Yeah. The stakes are so high. Maybe it's the, the I don't know if the documentary is American. A lot of the um, historians in the documentary we're watching are, are British or German. No, but there's some who are American. But this is basically like, yo, before this war, 
before the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and dragged the Americans in this war, the Americans, people thought they had potential, but they were not the military oh. power we thought they were. They had they had the smallest navy. They had I think you know four aircraft carriers or something. They were not oh, the wow. big deal that they are today. And then after this war, now they're like so far ahead of every other military. It's it's outrageous, right? And it was a big it was a big part of it is you know they've got this huge landmass and all the natural resources are there. I mean that's what they say to win wars. You need you need resources. You need supplies. And the Americans had it all in the homeland, and they could just build stuff like they were cranking out a plane like every four days or something and i think they said they were cranking they could crank out those old aircraft carriers from that time period every month an aircraft wow. carrier that's a that's some a big, outrageous it's like piece of equipment the industrial and natural the industrial capacity and natural resource of the american people really came to to pass after that second world war but yeah, yeah. it's wild to think about that america before the war was not what we know it to be today because that's always what it's been to us yep yep well shout out to all the vets man i think absolutely they, they do great work with the I mean, world and and i appreciate all that they give not just you know sacrifice i mean sacrificing their lives is a big deal yes but like a lot of these people who have never been to war or have been to war and come home you know people don't realize those guys sacrifice a lot of their time a lot of their opportunities with their families um a friend a mutual friend of ours you know he he was just overseas and just recently came home just before remembrance day and got to see one of his children for the first time was first time has been gone right. has been gone since the child was born and got to come home and and hold his his one of his children for the first time so it's like it's a special thing and people don't think about those sacrifices a lot of the time as well you know yeah exactly so exactly so we do thank the armed services. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Word. Okay, well, let's go from such a somber and topic to... Uh, accounting? Do you want to cover this right now? I would like to talk about some accounting stuff, Maddie. That's what I think we should talk about. I think accounting? I, okay. I, I talk enough about finance or personal loans and mortgages and stuff. Let's talk about accounting. All right, T. So, what Maddie, do you want to talk? It's, it's mid-November. Yep. It's, it's not tax season yet by any stretch, but a month and a half and it's the new year. Absolutely. Um, you got any tips, tricks? I mean, what is there? What do, what do you got for us you know, when we're coming into tax season? What do we got to think about? Here's the thing, guys. I, I'll say this every year just because I think it's good to say every year, but also because I think people can't hear it enough. Um, two things that every... Canadian citizen who's making Canadian income can be doing for themselves right now. One, give to charity. It's coming okay. up to that time where a lot of these people are looking for charitable donations before their year end. Um, there's always good causes. You know, Christmas is just kind of a time where people like to give a little more than other times. I don't know if it's that people feel hospitable around the holidays or whatever it might be, but right. uh, it, it's a great way to... One, support a cause. Doesn't matter what the cause is, as long as they're a registered charity, you know, you will receive a tax receipt. Um, typically, I think, you know, I think it's like even if you give a dollar, you get it, but it, it really doesn't do any good. Um, Isn't it over 20 bucks or something? I don't know. Charities no, want to issue I've, tax receipts. I've definitely gotten tax receipts for $5. Oh, wow. It's a long story. I'll go into it another time. But 
the fact is, is that um, you know, if you have the means to give, please give some. Uh, and if you're looking for causes or organizations, hit me and Tarek up. We can give you a long list of causes that can be helped through, uh, you know, charitable giving. Absolutely. Um, On an unrelated note, how hard is it to set up a foundation, man? The Talk to Me Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'd, be pretty, it'd be pretty tough. It'd be pretty tough. Could it just be you and I be the board members? <laughs> We'll decide what the budget is every year. Oh, man, exactly. <laughs> 50% to liquor, the other 50% to travel. There you go. And, I like it. You know, but uh, no, it's um, it's a great way to, you know, one, help build some credits for your tax, but also, I mean, giving is just, I think it's a good thing to do in society. Um, and I think it's something that sometimes us young people forget to do, uh, myself included. I'm not just going to act like I'm some saint who gives away all of his paycheck. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a great way to get some credits uh, moving into the new year. They do need to be done by December 31st. Like you have to give the money by December 31st. Or that's else a good point. Or else you don't get the charitable donation until the subsequent year. Right. The other one, I literally get this question you know, in February from a few different people in my friends and family group. And it's always, you know, what are my taxes going to be owing? How do, like, why do I owe this much tax? Why, you know, all these questions. It's like, well, I can't just give you a a blanket answer as to why you owe tax. Like, I have to see all the things you're doing. I have to basically do your entire tax return to see what's going on and then how to help you. But the best blanket answer to help you is RRSPs. Okay. Folks, you're going to have to retire at some point, most likely. Yep. And the fact is that as young millennials, we tend to not think too far into the future. We think a little bit into the future, but not too far. And one of the big things is retirement. If you are banking on living off CPP and OAS, you know what? It does all right. You're not going to live a lavish lifestyle, but you'll live enough of one to like survive. Yeah, it won't be that good. So what can what can one make like let's say you get max CPP and max OAS what are you making even do you know I uh, you know what it's been a little while I could tell you a lot better in March right 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 if you're looking it up right now then I'm looking right now it it's not a lot it's uh, I want to say it's less than thirty, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's saying max old age security. And old age security is not guaranteed, folks. CPP is a well-funded pension. OAS, any government can come in and say we can't afford that anymore, and they can cancel it or reduce it or change it. But they could also increase it. It's six hundred and seven dollars a month or something. It looks like. Okay. I yeah, and it's income tested. So if you make more, you get less. But yeah, there's CPP. clawbacks if you make you know roughly seventy-five thousand dollars or more a year. By the way. Yeah. What's CPP, T? Uh, it looks like the max is um, 1155 dollars a month. Now, eleven hundred uh, so bucks. You know, yeah. So you can live on that. You can. I mean, you it's can. hard to rent a place for less than eleven hundred bucks a month. That's exactly it. So <laughs> you know, here's the thing with older people today. A lot of people might go, "Whoa, how does an older person live on that?" Well, they most likely own their house. If you're listening to this and you haven't bought your house yet, the fact is is that 
you know, a house takes how long to pay off, T? About 25 years, give or take, most people? Yeah, 20, 25 yeah, years. 25 yeah. years. Okay, so if you're me, I'm 30. That means I'm going to be 55 when I pay that house off. If you didn't buy a bigger house and a better house, which every Canadian seems to do. Exactly. So then I'm looking at possibly 60 by the time my house is paid off. Okay, so then it gives me five years without a mortgage. Okay, now if I never buy a house and I go, you know what? I want to live that renter lifestyle for the rest of my life. That's fine. That's respectable. You do that. But let me tell you, that $1,100 is going to go away real quick every month. Yes, because you're going that's got to be, be your rent. rent payment. Yep. So you're going to be paying 1100 bucks in rent, and that's for, you know, in today's standards, that's a subpar place. Yeah. You're going to maybe have another 600 bucks. That's to pay utilities, groceries, your vehicle, if you have a vehicle. So you got fuel insurance, all those sorts of things. Oh, man. It's, if you want to maybe travel. Okay, listen. I'm not Travel's trying to scare you. I'm not trying <laughs> to scare you into, you know, retirement. I'm simply trying to have you prepare, you know? And the fact is that the best way to do that is start getting some RRSPs going. It doesn't have to be a lot to start, but definitely consider putting some into RRSPs on a regular basis. Whether it's, if you say to me, man, I can't afford RRSPs. Well, I bet you anything you can afford $25 a paycheck. Or Yeah, that's true, something. Know, 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. It doesn't have to be a ton. It just has to be some. And the yep. reality is, RSPs, great uh, deduction for your tax purposes. Okay? Absolutely. And so. Now, and we talked about what RSPs are and how they work in a previous episode. So tune into that. I'm not sure which one it was off the top of my head, but. You'll, you'll have to for go a detailed back, description. But basically, yeah. for a deduction, it's a source E deduction, is what it's called. And it actually comes off dollar for dollar off your net income. So that's that's the big thing. It makes it so you looks like you made less money and paid, and so you have to pay less in taxes. A lot of the time with charitable donations and stuff like that, there's nothing against those credits, but they're credits. You get about fifteen percent uh, for. Oh, is that how it works? So, so if I donate a hundred bucks, roughly, I get fifteen. So the way that a donation actually works, I hope this doesn't bore too many people, but this is this is the brass tax. No pun intended. What well, kind of a pun intended? Hundred um, percent. 100% pun intended. Let's not get obsessed. <laughs> uh, the first $200 of charitable donations, you get 15%. Okay. Okay. So of so $30 that, you get, back. you get $30 back. Okay. Or against your taxable, your taxes right. owing. That's, That's what it is. That's describe it. Yeah. Okay. From that, if you pay any amount above that, you get 29% of each dollar back. Oh, wow. It's all so for every dollar, every dollar gets you twenty nine cents back. <laughs> so if you donate three hundred dollars, you'd not only see the thirty dollars, but you'd also see another twenty nine on the uh, hundred dollars you contributed at exactly. Above so that would go against it as well. So it's like three hundred dollars basically doubles your credit. Wrap your head around that. That's that's kind of how she works. Interesting. So there's that. Now, if you make a $300 RRSP contribution, say your net income for tax purposes is fifty grand, and you make that $300, you're now your net income for tax purposes before a tax rate is attached to it is $49,700. Right. Which is typically a far better deal than the tax credit. Right. So the RRSP okay. in terms of taxes only gets you a better deal than 
than it, it charitable can. giving. It can. Again, right. $300 is not a great specific. amount to be using. So, But at the same time, if all you have is $300 to put into these things, put the $300 into it. You know, I just had this conversation with a friend in February who was contacting me because they were going to owe, I can't remember how much it was in taxes, about $500 or so in tax. And I said to them, listen, it's February 26th. You have four days, no, not four days, three days to get down to your bank. You have until March 1st to make an RRSP contribution to the 2018 tax year. Okay, yeah. You get the first 60 days of the new year. That 60 days is kind of a grace period where it says basically calculate what your tax is going to be owing and we'll still let you make that contribution and add it to the year you're about to pay taxes in. Right. That's kind of what it's there for. Nice. So, you know, if you have the you know finances to get it out of your pockets now and into an RRSP, do it. It's far better there than wasting it away on some stupid thing at Christmas time that you either don't need or or you won't use, or whatever else it might be. Get it in. Get it into the bank, and you'll you'll appreciate it. You'll thank me later for it. Like I said, it doesn't have to be huge contributions to start. Just start off something small. To be honest, my last uh, position at my last firm, I was only giving twenty five dollars every paycheck because, well, the firm was willing to match. match. I think it was two percent of my gross income. Which is a great program. I appreciated the fact that they were willing to do that. Um, but the reality is, too, that, like, talk to your place of work. Maybe they match RRSPs. If they do and you haven't been taking advantage of it, don't tell that me. That is money will, you have left on the table. I will, one, make fun of you. Two, depending on who you are, I might swing at you. But <laughs> the, the fact is... Uh, I, I would encourage you guys to, you know, be looking into these things and, and possibly, you know, taking advantage of, of ways to save yourself some tax. Like, yeah, absolutely. do it. Absolutely. You know? So, anyways, those are Matt's tax tips for tonight. And, uh, I mean, the reality is, guys, a lot of the time, there's not a lot of tips a guy can give you for taxes when your situation is simple. It the, the tips only really come into play when you have a complex tax situation, when you have you know, business income, rental income, when you live above certain altitudes, because then you get northern residence deductions. If you've moved recently, <laughs> you know, like I did during the year, I moved. So now I have to start working on my moving expenses uh, and that whole form of things. So, oh, interesting. you know, there's, there's things that you do have to consider. And if those situations apply to you at all, feel free to send us a message. I'm not going to put you on blast. I'm not going to put your name out there. Let us know, and I can always answer them on on the air, or yeah, I can you answer want, them privately for you. You know, like we can always have a conversation about this. I mean, you just have to send me your address, and I'll fire off the invoice. But uh, just kidding, of <laughs> course. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let us know, and oh, um, the invoice is going to be five star review. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> if you give us a five star review, maybe I'll take a little haircut <laughs> off that bill. Okay. You know. There you go. But oh, speaking I just of which, want to mention, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I'm, I was going to wrap up, so you go. Okay. Um, one thing that I found is helpful because Brittany and I—that's my wife. Brittany and I—we give uh, automatically on some things. Set if you have a monthly giving thing, set it not for the first, set it for the thirtieth, because then you catch the last payment of the year in this year. <laughs> oh, you know good what call. I mean? Good and call. And so. 
Yeah, because a lot of people don't think about that. And obviously, it's, if you do think about it, it's like, okay, I get the first this year and the first next. You know, it's kind of like it, it evens out. But it's like usually you make this payment, you set it up in the middle of the year, and you think, okay, well, this is going to be all my payments for the year. But it's like, no, the last payment will be in the next year if you have it on the first. I like it better on the 30th if it's a, if you're setting it up mid-year. And so, yeah, try to catch it so it's behind so it's on this side of the first. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, folks. Well, that is that. Um, give us a review. Give us a rating. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. So please continue to send us messages on Instagram, Facebook. As you guys know, I well actually we checked the old Twitter feed there when I was well, during the company retreat. Uh, there was no activity on it. So Minimal. that's you know something, something tells me <laughs> you guys is... aren't using it or could care less about looking at us on it. We got to be controversial on Twitter, Matt. We got to go on there and start trolling some people hard, and then we'll get some love. Ah, uh, yeah. Should we just like reply and and repost everything Donald Trump says? Yeah, or maybe just talk you trash know, to him. Just, <laughs> yeah, maybe talk trash to him. That'll be good. But then at the same time, say, "Yo, Donald Trump is the best thing that ever happened to the American Ooh, to, to the United go, States." Go Do both. Heel. Do both. Okay, we'll get okay. we'll get both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody all right like, folks what's going on here <laughs> hit us up let us know what you like let us know what you don't like i hope you guys have been enjoying the videos i've been posting every week letting you know about our new new episode that's coming out um give us a little thumbs up a little red heart on instagram uh we love to know whether or not we're doing a good job and putting out good content uh just as much as the next guy and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon School me to the game, I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hoodie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And yell, there go mace, there go your cutie.